0: Welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ centered, word based, and spirit led church. We are so happy to bring this message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonholm, and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. The title of my word tonight is It Is Written. It is Written. Are right, we going to pray before we get into it? God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this book, for your Word, Jesus. We thank you that it is alive and active and we just say that we're open tonight to hear your Word. We're open to hear what you've got to say to each and every one of us. We pray over the next 40 days that it would be so significant in each of our lives. We pray that you'd speak to every heart in the room, not just my words, but you would speak directly to every heart in the room. In Jesus' name, Amen. So I've got a story for you. And just so you know, you're going to be tested at the end of the story. So you better t- pay attention. This is like one of those detailed stories. Jamie's ready at the back. Mitch, are you ready? Are you ready to go? I'm coming for you. So this is one of those stories, right, that just like lives with you forever. Like I've friends around me know that I've told this story time and time again because it just leaves me in absolute tears of laughter But we went to the beach one day, a big group of us, and and we've got this surfer friend. And he was like, I know this place where we can jump off the rock and we can swim. And it's this kind of like rock pool kind of thing in Cronulla. There's rocks all around you, but then the ocean coming in, you know, the waves coming in. He's like, it's going to be great. And we get down there, he's like, oh, the conditions are, you know, not ideal, but we're already, jam- we're already hyped up, you know, we're ready to go. And so we're like, no, 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 we'll be fine, we'll be fine, right? And so one by one, each of us jumps into this little, whatever it was, not a rock pool, but, you know, waves are coming in. And so most of us is, are in there. We have the one friend that decides to be like, no, nah, no, nah, not for me, you know, oh, the cautious friend, <laughs> Charlie Milne. Um, <laughs> The one friend, so sorry Charlie, she's proud of that decision and she should be. Um, But we get in the water and slowly but surely the conditions just keep changing, right? So the waves just keep getting bigger and bigger, they're coming in but you can't let it push you too far back because the rocks like right there and then someone goes, oh my gosh, a blue bottle. And there is a floating blue bottle in the water and we're like, oh my gosh. And then someone else goes, there's another one. And there's another one, there's another one. And literally within 60 seconds, whatever happened, the wind changed and all the blue bottles ever to exist ended up in this tiny little circle. And everyone reacts slightly differently under pressure, I would like to say. And this is the moments that you realise who your true friends are. So we had this one guy with us that before we went in, right, he was like, I'm a lifeguard. I'm a lifeguard. If anything happens, I got you. I am a lifeguard. This guy, as soon as the conditions get rough has no idea what to do he doesn't help anyone he is like not even not even lifeguard standard he's worse than anyone who knows how to swim at the beach with waves he tries to get out and um, one of our friends had gotten out on the rocks in front of him and he decides to follow her not realizing that the biggest wave is coming up behind him never put your back to the waves is the rule of thumb a lifeguard should know that and he gets absolutely knocked. And so these, these two are on the rock together trying to save each other. And she's like, you are the lifeguard. What are you doing? And so they're over there. They're having their moment. It's all dramatic. And then another friend of mine, um, the surfer guy, his girlfriend um, just starts freaking out absolutely freaking out and so she's like oh I don't want to give away names I feel like it's too rude but she's like babe oh my gosh there's blue bottles oh my gosh it's gonna sting us this surfer friend is our only chance of getting out of here and she decides to have a meltdown and need to be comforted in the middle of this rock pool right and so me this is where I come in the stoic friend thank you thank you very proud of myself And so I'm there, they're having their little cute, babe, it's okay, you're not going to get stung. It's okay, it's okay, babe, I got you. And then the lifeguards over there getting knocked time and time again onto the rocks because he doesn't know how to swim. Um, And it's just me and this other guy and so what kept happening, right, is because you can't let the waves push you back. So you've got to go under them, but you can't stand. So you can't... It's too deep stand. And then... But literally, he's like, okay, Jazz, blue bottle to your left, blue bottle to the right, blue bottle in front of you. And then he's like, I lost them. I don't know where they went. I'm like, I don't know either. And so I'm going under, and every time I dive under a wave, I'm like, I'm coming up with a blue bottle, like, across my face. I'm convinced that I'm going to get stung, but... None of us did. Praise God. That's a miracle in itself. Now, my little quiz is now. You can tell me. If you didn't, Charlie, you've already been characterised. But you could probably tell me if I asked you what each of these people you think they're like, right? I've told you a story about them and now you know some of their characteristics. Screef wants to answer. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to say? Yeah, okay. No, no, no. We'll name drop later. Come find me later. Um... But you could probably tell me a little something about each of those people. It might not be their full story. It might not be their full personality. I can tell you the girl that had a freak out. I promise she's not like that all the time. But you can, from the story that I just told you, you can start to see, you know, the people that freak out under the pressure, the people, how they react, what their character, what their nature is like. And if I was to tell you another story, you would eventually build this picture in your head of who they are and what they're like. And, you know, you can see it all the time because, you know, with someone in your family or um, your friend and they talk about someone they work with or a member of their family and you have never met this person, but you know this person, right? You're like, Brian did not. He did not say that to you at work this week because you know Brian should never say that. And you've got this, you know, you know their family, you've never met them, you know... You know, someone at their workplace, you never met them. Because stories communicate something about someone. Stories tell us who they are, what their nature is, what their character is. And this book right here is the story of God. This is the story of God through the generations. This isn't the story of Moses. This isn't the story of Joseph. This isn't the story of the disciples or of the Apostle Paul. This is the story of God through the generations. He is the main character in this story. And as we read the Bible, the main purpose is that it reveals God to us. As we sit down, we get to see more and more of His nature, more and more of His character. The Bible is meant to reveal God to us. It is the number one reason we read the Bible. You know, we can sit down and we can be like, no, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel anything today, or God didn't speak to this specific situation that I'm going to. And it's great when He does that. But the win of of spending time in the Word of a quiet time should be I walked away knowing something more about my God. Because can I tell you, you can never exhaust what you know about God, right? I don't care if you've been reading the Bible your entire life, there will be, always be more that He can show you, that He can teach you about who He is and His character. You know, I remember when I was, um, a, I was a young, young adult. I'm still a young adult. <laughs> um, and I was... Thanks, Creep. Um, and I was um, I grew up in a Christian family so my parents became Christian when when I was about five so we were like that Christian family but the family that was still very much figuring it all out you know um, which was great absolutely loved it um, and by the time I was 18 I probably knew a couple Bible verses Jeremiah 2911. Um, I knew the Lord is my rock because I remember painting it on a rock in, um, in Sunday school and that really just stuck with me. I had this huge boulder in my room <laughs> that said the Lord is my rock. Um, and so I knew over time like I'd picked up things about God but I wouldn't say that I necessarily had this deep understanding of who God was. And I moved overseas when I was 18 and moved to London. And where I'd grown up in a Christian family with a lot of Christian friends in a quite accepting school, I remember being like, whoa, not everyone thinks the way that I think. Wow, not everyone is a Christian here. Cool. (laughs) People have other faiths. They have other worldviews. They think about the world differently to me. And people would start to ask me questions. I was like, "Ooh, I don't know that much. (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) thought I did. Um, The Lord is your rock. (laughs) That's all I got. Um, And I started to go on this journey and I was like, wow, if I'm going to base my life on this, if I am going to change the way that I live, if I say that I am in this, that I believe that the creator of the world has a plan and a purpose for my life, I better know who he is. I better know what he's asking me to do. So it was over days and years that I spent opening up this book falling in love with the person of Jesus more than I ever had before, that I started, he's revealed himself to me and I started to know him and know who I was serving. As you start to read and you start to see the character and the nature of God, the other thing that happens, really cool, is you start to know God's voice. And that's one of those really elusive things that people used to say, I remember, um, you know, God spoke to me and I'd be a teenager and I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) did you hear the voice? I don't know. And um, over time, I remember, you know, I would sit and be like, I want God to speak into this area. I want to to know what job I should take, or I want to know what my purpose is. And and I had a leader at the time, and they asked me, how do you think God speaks to you? And I was like, great question. (laughs) That's a real thinker. (laughs) Um, and all I could picture really is like, oh, yeah, maybe in worship, maybe at home. And I just get this thought and, you know, that's God speaking to me and I'll just know. And she said to me, she was like, Jazz, the first place God will speak to you is through this book. This is the word of God. This is what he has already spoken. This is the tone. After this, you will start to, he can speak to you in your school. He can speak to you in your work. That is amazing. But the first place that he will start to speak to you is through his word. This is the spoken. Sometimes we're like, God, I just want a word. And He's like, I've already spoken. Open the book. And we start to know the tone of voice. The Bible says that my sheep will know my voice. Would we be a generation that know the voice of God, that know the tone of God when He speaks to us? And over these next 40 days, I'm believing that People are going to get to know God like they never have before. Whether you have never opened the Bible before, it's a great way to start to understand and know God. Or you're here and you have read the Bible your whole life. Like I said, it's inexhaustible. You could keep knowing God. You, over these next 40 days, you could go deeper than you've ever known or understood God. And that's what I'm believing for, for our church. The second thing is that it is written to live on. It is written to live on. There's this story in the Bible, and um, just after Jesus gets baptized, you hear the um, the Bible says we hear the voice from heaven saying, "This is my Son, who I am love, in whom I am well pleased." And then, the Bible says that the Spirit drives him into the wilderness, and for forty days and forty nights, Jesus does not eat. He fasts for forty days and forty nights. And this is before any of his public ministry. This is before he does miracles and healings. And we pick up the story in Matthew 4, verse 2 to 4. And it says, The tempter came to him and said, If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. On every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I don't know about you, But when I skip lunch, I'm damn hungry. And after 40 days, I'd be pretty hungry. And the Bible says he was hungry. So he was feeling it, right? After 40 days, you'd be feeling it. And he still says, after all that time, I think by then I'd be convinced, man only lives on bread. Give me bread, give me food. But man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So my question is, What do you live on? What do you live on? And we've got the answers that are all the same. We all live on food and water and oxygen. But if you're struggling to figure out what you live on, the question becomes, what can you barely go a day without? What do you have to do each and every day? What is your routine? What does your life look like? What If you skipped one day of something, what would you be like, ooh, really noticed that today? I am a cereal coffee drinker. By 10 a.m., I know that I've missed my morning coffee. I live on coffee. If you make your bed, that's a much more productive every day. That's a much more productive thing that you live on. And I salute you. Keep going. You got this. But I can't imagine leaving my phone at home for the day. I can't imagine not checking social media for the day. I can't imagine living without some of these things. I probably can't imagine going that long without watching a TV show or Netflix. Or And these are the things that we have built our lives on. These are the things that we fundamentally live on. Do you live by the Word of God? And when I think about all these things and all the things I listed and all the things that I live on day by day. The interesting thing about a lot of them is that they're, a lot of them are sources of information. A lot of them are things that we consume. A lot of them actually, without us realising it, change our mindset, our opinions, what we think about things. And that is why it's so important that we have the truth of God, the Word of God in our life, that we have something that is like, we've got all this information coming our way. We're consuming constantly, but we have something that is God, we have God's truth in our life. Um, I had this friend come and visit me, Um, she was from Italy, I met her in London and she came to Australia to visit me and she said that the entire month before she came, um, every single person that she said she was coming to Australia said, "Uh, yeah, you're not coming back, the snakes and the spiders and all the dangerous things are going to get you and you, like, she was genuinely terrified getting off the plane, being like, like, there's dangerous things here in Australia. So that's what we're known for, just, just so you know. Um, But we talked about it so much and I teased her so much about it that one night we were staying in a hotel and as I was falling asleep, I had this dream. And I dreamt that the biggest spider you have ever seen was on the wall of our hotel room. So because I'm not fully asleep yet, I yell out, hey, turn on the light, there's a spider on the wall and it's going to get you. And... I literally I'm asleep I have no idea what's going on about five minutes later I like kind of realized what I've done and realized that I've had a dream and I was like I'm so sorry that was not true that was a dream and she had been lying paralyzed and frozen in her bed for five minutes not being able to turn on the light nothing because she was convinced there was a spider on the wall But that dream was so real to me, right? It seemed so true to me. It seemed so real. As I was dreaming, as I thought about, I was like, I am convinced there is a spider on that wall, right? And sometimes the things that we consume, the things that we think about, the information, feel so real. It seems so real to us. Even if we go back and we look at that verse, notice that the enemy kind of spins the truth. It's like a partial truth, Right? The verse before we see Jesus be called the Son of God and then he goes, if you are the Son of God, then do this. Then turn this stone into bread. If you are the Son of God, then turn the stone into bread. And it's so easy to see this this partial truth. And all this information we take in in a day, if you think about even generations before us, this is something so unique to our generation. Generations before us, if we go back before Instagram and all the information that you can get on Instagram and your Instagram Reels or TikTok or whatnot, if we go back even further than that, before Google, before if you didn't know an answer to something, you couldn't just Google it, you had to research it but we consume so much information, so much more than any other generation. And it actually affects the way you think. It affects what you think about things. It affects the opinions you have. You notice, you know, if something, one particular opinion starts filling your feed and you start to notice that your opinions shift ever so slightly, your opinion shifts. And so when it comes to the Bible, Would this word be louder than any other information that we consume? Would this word be so important to us? Would we live on the word of God more than we live on anything else in this world? And you know, I actually think that in this next 40 days that there is going to be what God's putting on your heart. It's going to look different to everyone, right? What this 40 days looks like and what God has put on your heart but I do think that there are some people and God's gonna say, I need you to make a declaration over these next 40 days. Not only do I want you to get more into the Word, but you need to leave some things behind for 40 days. You need to leave social media behind. You need to leave Netflix behind. You need to delete some of those things and make a declaration that I do not live on any of these things. I do not live on bread alone, but I live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Would we be a generation of truth tellers and truth seekers? Would we be a generation of people that seek out the truth of God, that know His truth? You know when you have that friend and they tell you the truth and you're like, I really needed that. Would we be a generation of people that actually speak truth into the circumstance, speak God's truth where things seem dire and desperate? Would we speak God's truth into our world? And the third thing It is written to transform us. Because what good is truth if we ingest it, but it doesn't change us? What good is it if we open up the Bible every day, but it doesn't affect how we live, the things we think? Romans 12.2 says, Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And can I tell you church, this is what has renewed my mind. This is what has transformed my world and my thoughts. You know, when Jesus responds, like I said, the Bible actually says He was hungry. It wasn't like He didn't feel it, right? His feeling was, I'm hungry. His feeling was, His circumstance was, I haven't had food for 40 days. And He didn't respond based on the feeling He had, He didn't respond based on the circumstance, but He responded and said, it is written, we live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, if you read an autobiography of someone, it doesn't necessarily change the way that you live, right? If you read someone's life and about them and the details of them and their character, that might not necessarily change you. But the thing about the Bible that's different to any other book is that it's alive and it's active that the Holy Spirit can actually come and breathe on this book, that when you read it, words can jump off the page, that it's not about just reading and consuming knowledge. That's not a relationship. You could know the entire Bible and still not be in relationship with God, but it's about reading it in relationship with God, letting it transform you, letting it change you. The Rhema Word of God, the living, breathing for you and me Word of God. You know, most of my Bible reading, most of my time with God is like, "Oops, got that wrong. <laughs> Whoops, that was the wrong opinion or the wrong thing to say. Oops, guess I didn't think about that the right way. So much of what I read in the Bible is, oh, actually there's a different truth to what I had thought. There's a different perspective. There's God's perspective on what I had thought. And it's only over years of not only opening the Word, but putting it into practise. You know, the Bible says those that hear the Word and put it into practise, build their house on a firm foundation. They build their lives on a firm foundation. And over those years, when I was from 18, when I was like, oh, I need to open this book. It's not like a week later, I was like, whoa, (laughs) I'm so different, I know so many things. But to be transformed is day by day. To be transformed is a process, it takes time. It wasn't till a year or two later that I probably looked back at my life and I was like, I am a completely different person. I have been completely transformed by this Word, by my relationship with God, by getting closer to Him day by day through the Word. Over these 40 days, maybe there's an area that God's gonna put on your heart to. Surrender to be transformed, maybe a thought or a pattern that you've got in your life. And it's like these 40 days, I'm gonna surrender this. I'm gonna wrestle and I'm going to have God's truth in my life. I'm gonna be transformed to stand on God's truth, to align myself with the truth of the Word of God. Yeah, I'm believing we're gonna look back on these 40 days as something really special. And we might get the band up if that's okay. But there's something so powerful In setting time aside to really get into the Word, to really let Him reveal Himself to you, to let yourself be transformed, to make the declaration that this is actually what I live for. Thanks for listening to this message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day, and we hope to see you again soon.